Hot takes are toast. Brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup at Jerry Seiner Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. All right, time now for the question of the day. Hell of a game, but another loss. And the lead in the loss column is down to one. How you feeling about the ball club? PK, I think people are a little queasy right now. A little worried. Okay. The back-to-back losses, and obviously going into a game now with, uh, you know, you played overtime on the road, and you're going back-to-back against a rest of team that's pretty good. DeGiro says, we lost two statement games in a row, and that tells you everything. Statement games, huh? Statement games. Jason says, the Jazz are a good team, but not a serious contender. Gotten a great wow. record, beating bad and injured teams, and when it comes down to in the playoffs, the big boys are going to leave the Jazz at the little kids' table. Shane says, well, as Pat Riley once said, no rebounds, no rings. The Jazz have got to find a way to win a rebounding war with this team and not give them so many extra chances. That and hitting more threes than they did. Okay, I can buy that. Daniel says, we beat the crappy teams, no problem. The good teams, not so much. Hector is a little smaller picture. He's not going big picture. Hector says, this sucks. When the threes don't drop, this is the outcome. Fun game, but it didn't feel like the Jazz ever had this one. They were chasing the game most of the way. Early fourth quarter, I thought they had a couple chances to pull away there, and uh, didn't happen. Oh, they're up by five, and then Mitchell Mm -hmm. missed a three. Yep. And then when the other team comes back and scores, the announcers will tell you the obligatory, that's a five-point swing or six-point swing if the other guy hits a three. You can set your watch by that. That's going to happen. Randy says the Jazz lack toughness. Sick of watching Rudy cry to refs after every player fall to the ground every time he gets bumped. Teams that get physical with the Jazz beat the Jazz. Well, There's some truth to that. There's some truth to that. Well, his whining, yeah. There was one play in overtime uh, where he got hit on the head, mm-hmm. and then the, uh, Aiton beat him down, and somebody, O'Neal or somebody, was forced to foul O'Neal or uh, Aiton, and fortunately was on the floor, and they weren't in the penalty. But uh, Aiton got down the floor because Rudy was complaining about being hit in the head. So, yeah. The thing about the Suns, though, they're last in free throws, so they're not exactly the most physical team either. I mean, Crowder's added some toughness. But one of the things uh, that I want to hear a lot if I'm playing the, the Suns is Jay Crowder for three. Now, he did hit that big three in overtime. you got to give him credit for that. So, uh, But he's added the toughness. But they're, they're pretty much a finesse ball club. But they did get into the Jazz in the first half and take them out of the offense. I thought they, they got up into them. And, I mean, a 40, when you hold a team to 40 points and a half, any team that's impressive, especially a team that's as good offensively as the Jazz. I just think that's the Jazz missing shots. But I thought that they changed the way they played in the third quarter. It was much more attack, get all the way to the rim. And because Phoenix was overplaying them, uh, they were able to do that. They ran some back doors late in the game. It was one to Conley when Phoenix was anticipating a three overplaying everything. That was easy. You know, the pressure can be beaten, but when teams get physical with them. They chose not to do it. I know. So So I don't think that was the Suns. I think that was the Jazz. Jazz need to get another power for it. A guy to go down low for just these kind of games, like a Dantley or Malone, Brian says. They got beat on the boards, but you keep with it and move on to the next game. 
So what you're telling me is they need another Hall of Famer? Okay, I'll sign on. <laughs> sign on to Hall of Famers. Change the way you play. You got a Hall of Famer. Adapt uh, to their skill set. Except this is the way they they got this. You know, the, you you dance with who brung you, and this mm-hmm. is the way they play now in these games when the threes aren't uh, falling. You're expecting them to just radically change it. Now Bogdanovich has changed his game. Yeah, to me the three is nice when it's going in, but just to watch them, I'm not about. Uh, field goals attempted or threes attempted. I'm about threes made. And if threes aren't being made, stop shooting them. Do I want to see Royce O'Neal shoot another three anytime soon? Not really, man. He's over his last ten. I thought that this shooting performance against the Suns was a lot different than the one with the Mavericks. With the Mavericks, they ran their offense. They got the shots they wanted. They were open. Guys' feet were set and all that stuff, and they didn't go in. This one, I thought they they were shooting contested threes. I thought they were struggling for open shots, and they were forcing them late in the shot clock. And didn't really think when they shot them that they were going in for the most part. Well, as Ron Boone would say, for the most part, they didn't go in. Jerry says, Jazz laying bricks lately. As they say, you live and die by the three, and right now it's killing them. Jazz can't seem to rise up in prime time when they can gather some attention and get a victory. Frustrating, to say the least. Sure. Yeah. I just, when you're not hitting the three, you're awfully vulnerable. Or they're awfully vulnerable. Or if I'm Locke, we're, we're awfully vulnerable. Whatever pronoun you want to use. Jamie says the Jazz lost another game to an elite team at full strength. Wow, I'm shocked. Ah, the sarcasm coming out now. People getting bitterly disappointed. Well, you know, they didn't have Abdul Nader or Frank Kaminsky, so I don't know if they're at full strength. (laughs) Uh, Jacob, a little more measured than most people, says they need to make open threes. Not overreacting, though. Plenty of games left. Yeah, but well, most at least four more games that will matter the most. Ah, the playoff games. Yeah. Seen enough of the regular season, you ready to just get there now? Well, if they're going to shoot 25%, I don't care who they're playing. I don't I I just look at the Jazz. I don't really look at the other team. I don't, Dallas made shots good for them. They didn't last night against Houston, they lost. Uh the Suns. Uh, Chris Paul is just absolutely brilliant. Chris Paul Good on him, man. At his age, 43 minutes that he played and 29 points, nine assists. I mean, he controlled the game for a large portion of the time. Uh, and he's a significant difference maker for them. And, you know, that, that little pull-up that he does where he's dribbling and then he squares his shoulders real quick, it's a weapon. Now, it's not the same weapon, but it's a weapon that is unique to him in the way the skyhook was uh, uh, unique to Abdul. And I really haven't seen anybody do what Paul can do to take that, be dribbling, and then boom, square up, and then make that shot. We've seen it a million times. And so he had it going on, and he was just absolutely brilliant. Booker Booker does what he does. Uh, there's scoring opportunities there. Uh, but, you know, 35 points on 31 shots. Uh, you sort of live with that to an extent. Uh, but to me, I look at this, the Jazz, uh, 25%. You're going to shoot 25% with the amount of threes that they take because they're going to take in the high 30s, 40s probably, most games. This was extended a little bit by five minutes, and they had 44 attempts. Uh, And they're shooting 25%. You're not going to win. And they didn't. And there it is. 
So if they adjust earlier and go to the two and shoot fewer of them, and basically if they do in the second quarter what they did in the third, then they can win the game. Give up on the three, attack yeah. the hoop, layup, 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 layup. And they did hit some threes in the third. It started to come around. I think they ended up being four of six. Um, and they got a couple of them late in the quarter. And they, that's when they came back and took the lead. That was a 38-point quarter. But that 40-point first half, that is just not even close to good enough. And Bogdanovich can't hit a three to save his life, so I'm pretty much done with it. He was one And I love the way, the yeah. way he's adjusted and wants to take the ball to the basket now. Because you're not, you're not hitting threes, man. And this is, this is a prolonged slump for him from three. So do I want him taking as many threes? No. Probably not. I mean, the, the guys that I really want to are Mitchell and Clarkson's going to shoot him. So uh, he's just going to shoot him. So you're, you're, you, if you start telling him not to, you're really going to curtail his game. And then Joe Ingles. And Joe, Joe only got two, and he made one. I would love to see him get more. But sometimes he's just another guy out there, and they don't really do a whole lot for him offensively. Uh, and Quinn Snyder likes to play O'Neal. I'm not sure what O'Neal contributed. Defense. I mean, he matched up with Booker a lot, and that's why Booker had 35 points on 31 shots and was 0 for 6 from 3 himself. He had issues on the three-point shot. Well, is that defense, or is that him missing open threes? Well, you'd have to go back and look at every possession. Honestly, I can't tell you off the top of my head how many of them were open and how many of them were contested. Uh, I thought he got at least much? one off an offensive rebound that was wide open. I remember that one, and he missed it. Is Joe that much a significant downgrade defensively over O'Neal? Because he's certainly a substantial upgrade offensively. Yeah, I just don't know how many shots he's going to get. He would probably get more in that role. It's pretty, it's pretty much a guess one at this point. One more is because better than what O'Neal's going to give you. Yeah, and in an overtime game, one more might be, might be enough. Uh, you know, the games where he really tends to flourish are the games Conley sits, which I assume is what will happen tonight because they've, they've been sitting Conley in the second half, of, or second half of back-to-backs, or at least in one of the games of back-to-backs. Once, I can't remember who it was, but I know there was once they sat him on the front end of a back-to-back. Um, and Conley played 35 minutes with the OT, so I assume he'll sit, and Joe will have a bigger role. Uh, you know, Clarkson's going to shoot, and when he gets the ball, he's, you know, so, sometimes it looks like the Jazz offense and he's moving it, but sometimes it's get out of the way. Clarkson's going to go get a shot. And Joe's on the floor with Clarkson a lot, so if you're on the floor with Clarkson, your shots are going to go down. It's going to happen. That's all the more reason to change it. Yeah. All right, hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK. On Twitter, David DJ James. Reaction to the Jazz losing. It's a good game. Goes to overtime, but uh, they get beat, and that's two in a row now against uh, quality teams in the West that are headed for the postseason. Taylor says, against solid defenses, we can't get good looks, and our three-point percentage drops. Playoffs are full of good de- defensive teams, and hard to beat. Hard, it will be hard to beat anyone in seven. It's been a fun year. But I still don't see us going farther than the first round. Ooh, wow, that would be a massive disappointment there. Yeah. Well, especially if they hold on to the top spot because the eighth seed, assuming the Mavericks win that playing game so that they are the seventh seed, uh, it looks like there's a, a break between 
the top seven and the rest of the West. If you're the second seed and you lose to the seventh, that's just still as disappointing. Yep. Justin, the Kings, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, and the Suns all have something in common with the Jazz. They had really good teams without actually winning anything of importance. Stop bitching about respect and go earn it by winning. Justin with the NBA history lesson. Who are those teams? The Kings, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, and the Suns. I think he's talking about over the last 20 years. He's not talking okay. about this year's okay. Kings. Okay. But, you know, they had the run with the Vlade Weber group. The Blazers couldn't get past the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. Mike Conley was on some good Grizzly teams. And uh, the Suns obviously had a really good run when they had Nash. Justin says they need some toughness on this team. Getting beat on the backboards like that is a bad look. 16 offensive rebounds allowed is just way too many for the Suns. Uh, Bogdanovich, in his postgame comments, we ran him earlier this morning, called himself out because he only had one rebound. You know, there were plenty of missed threes in this game, and there were plenty of long rebounds. So as a guard, you can have more than one. Mike Conley had one. Bogey had one. You can be out on the perimeter and, uh, and get three. Chris Paul got four rebounds, and he's, he's a little guy playing out on the perimeter. There's long rebounds to be chased down. Oh, yeah, but Donovich is a crappy rebounder, though. He always, ha- he always has been. Remember the game he had a year ago, and they were Zero. talking about his yeah. $35 million stat line? He had like yeah. 35 points, but he didn't have a rebound. He didn't have an assist, didn't have a steal. you got to do something other than shoot. Okay, he well, took- he only had one rebound and no assists in this game. Yep, and no, no steals, steals, no, block, no blocks. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> there I mean, it is. That's, that's, He's going to shoot for it. For him, he only had one turnover. Uh, and so the Jazz only had 13, which is a, a manageable number. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, I mean, sure, he needs to rebound more, and I need to be less sarcastic, and neither of those are <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> Clint says, Clint's probably the most positive person posting so far. He says, ah, the Jazz played like absolute trash and still took them to OT. They'll be fine. It's a small slump. I think most people, Clint, look at the strength of schedule and just can't dismiss it as a small slump. You're right, two losses after nine wins. If you win nine out of 11 consistently in the NBA, you're in great shape. But it's just bothering Jazz fans that those nine teams, uh, maybe the Grizzlies are in a one-versus-eight series, but other than that, there were uh, were no playoff-quality wins in there. I mean, the Nets have the name, but they didn't have the players that night. So it's hard to dismiss it as a small slump for most people. Clint's doing it, but... You identified as a big week and three playoff teams in a row, and now you're 0-2, and looks like you're at a disadvantage in the third one. We'll see how it goes. Uh, okay, yeah, I can I can buy that. I mean, I have a, a cause for concern, and I wouldn't say I'm alarmed, but sure, there's there's cause for concern. I would buy all that. All right, hit us up on uh, Facebook, DJ and PK. Hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James. Blazers tonight, you got any level of confidence in this? Anger, bounce back game, plant your feet, make a stand, all those uh, cliches over time, all those things coaches have said before other games. Uh, I would throw in make shots. Always a positive. Yeah, and what are the Blazers going to do? I mean, on paper, this looks like a difficult task over time, coming back, next game, blah, 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 next day, I mean. Uh, so I buy all that. 
but that's the thing about this team that I said earlier in the week when we were expecting them to lose and maybe not really bury them, but thinking that they're going to lose in this situation, they go up and find a way to get it done. So let, let's see what you got. Uh, you know, if you want to drop a, what does it say about this team? If they win, this would be a perfect opportunity to do that because we've lost to well, what we know. I don't need to repeat it, but uh, we know the situation and here they are. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for this game to see what they can do uh, in a situation where there's a whole lot of doubt. And, and even if they had a day off, there's there's some doubt because uh, there's just doubt on the team. I get for, for the team, against the team, about the team probably is the best word. Uh, so what can you do? Uh, I'm excited to see. Every, every game is an opportunity to prove. It doesn't matter who the game is, what the game is, but prove. You know, if you're playing a crappy team, prove you can be way better than them and blow them out. And in this situation, this was always going to be a tough game. If they were 2-0, and this would be a tough game. Uh, so the, the toughness of the game, I don't think, has increased. Maybe the ramifications of the outcome have increased as the lead dwindles, but the toughness of the game was always going to be there. So it's up to the players to make sure they're prepared as much as possible. Portland coming in uh, off a loss to the Clippers, 133-116. Portland's lost two of their last three. They're 5-4 and four in their last nine games. They're 12-10 and 10 over 22. It has not been a stellar last six to eight weeks for the Blazers. Um, so... But they are. They were off last night after losing to the Clippers on Tuesday, so they got that going for them against the Jazz. But uh, they are another team that uh, everything we've said about the Jazz and the schedule and beating the better teams, you can say all of that about Portland. You look uh, in these last nine games, they they have uh, lost to Dallas and Brooklyn, and they've lost to the Bucks and the Clippers. So they're losing the playoff teams, and they're they're beating the Orlandos and Torontos of the world. So they're probably measuring themselves the same way Jazz fans are measuring the Jazz. Hey, you got to beat some Western Conference playoff teams here. So, uh, sure, if you want to go anywhere, but I don't think Portland's going anywhere. The Jazz are still the, uh, the main story here, and Jeff says, I'm still confident in the Jazz. You shoot poorly, you lose. You give up double-digit offensive rebounds, you lose. This doesn't happen to the Jazz. More often than not, they'll be fine. So how different would it be if the Jazz were 9-2 and two in their last 11 games and had beaten some good teams but had also just unexpectedly lost to some mediocre and bad teams? Just completely oh, about games. That. I mean, the record would be the exact same. Right. Would we have any more confidence in them? Or we'd be worried about their inconsistency and how, you know, sometimes they look really good against good teams, but then they play to the level of the opposition. Well, sure, they're the Jazz, man. They're the number one story in our community. <laughs> so we're going to obsess over them. And anytime they lose a ball game, when you're this good and you've won this many games, you obsess over that loss. And you sort of ride with the win. If it's against a crappy team, eh, well, it's against a crappy team. But they're the Jazz, man. They're the number one story. And plus, they've accomplished absolutely nothing in the postseason that matters. So until you do, there's going to be that doubt. So we would take it for exactly what it's worth. If they beat a crappy team, well, you just beat a crappy team. If you lose, oh, my gosh, the sky's falling. Or somewhere in between, oh, they got this. This is a little mini slump. And everybody's got their emotions. That's the great thing about the Jazz. With the Jazz, all you got to do is turn on the lights and start talking, and people are going to listen. 
because they are the overwhelming story in our community. Always have been, always will be. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by Shamrock Plumbing. No job, too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Utah football availability coming up in 15 minutes. We'll hear from the youth linebacker coach Colton Swan. Nephi Sewell scheduled to speak today. Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio with the Masters check-in at 8.30. And Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Jazz at 9 here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.